Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to the X Button Podcast. Today is a beautiful, lovely, voluptuous Tuesday, dude. I hope everybody's having a great week. Hope everybody's having a fantastic time at work, at home. Maybe you're you're watching some kids. Maybe you're, uh, you know, maybe you're, uh, you know, maybe you got to go to the store, work on stuff there. Maybe you got to work on the house. Um, I hope everybody's having a great time. Um, it's a weird time to be a gamer, but a great time to be a gamer. There's a lot of things to play out there. And today we are covering a couple of different news stories because it is Tuesday. And you know what that means? It's News Tuesday, t- Newsday, uh, which I never announced was a thing on this podcast, but screw it. It is now. <laughs> you know what I mean? You know what I'm saying? Um, we got some ridiculous stuff to talk about, like uh, George R. R. Martin. Uh, PlayStation acquiring all the studios. When will they stop? Am I right? And Ghostwire Tokyo's reviews are out. I definitely want to talk about the Metacritic on that bad boy and talk about some of the good old reviews because it looks like it is, I don't know. Um, So how's everybody doing, man? You guys never answer me, but I I hope you guys say, doing great, Jordan. Appreciate it. If you're new here, welcome to the podcast. It's the X Button Podcast. We talk about video games. We talk about movies. We talk about everything under the sun pretty much. But... To start off, uh, my name is Jordan. I love video games. I get on here, talk about video games. That's how it goes. That's how it is. That's how it always will be, dude. Um, so, what have I been playing? Let's start there, because uh, I'm not sure if this episode is going to be a long one, but I do want to dive into a couple of the things that I listed at the beginning. So, let's start with what I've been doing. Uh, playing Elden Ring again. What? You're like, what? what? When will it stop? I don't know when it will stop. Please help me. I can't get off Elden Ring. As I said in the previous episode, I didn't play all weekend, so I've been dying to play some. And now that the week has started back up, your boy is starting the PS4 playthrough. And what does the PS4 play f- playthrough uh, consist of? A whole lot of cheese. And I'm sorry, I know. There's Dark Souls purists out there like, why would you do that? That's because I played it with no assists on my first, or well, not no assists, I mean, obviously I had my Mimic tier which is a cheat code in itself. I summoned for a couple of the battles and I soloed a couple of the other battles. You know what I'm saying? Like Radon got soloed up and down the block. Melania can go fuck herself. She got summoned on, you know what I'm saying? And that's just the price you have to pay. All right. And there's things like I could, I could rip out the little hair I have left and try to get through Melania by myself or can summon mimic get through ease. Um, so what did I do for this one? Well, you're like, what? How are you gonna make? How are you gonna make this PS4 playthrough so cheesy? How are you gonna get that next platinum so cheesy? Well, your boy has ideas. Your boy's a thinker. And what did he think of? Well, let's go. I said, hey, Jordan, what can you use to benefit your second playthrough? And I said, hey, <clears throat> I'm done with the game. Got the platinum on PS5. I got a lot of these consumable souls left, and I know a way to dupe these bad boys. And, the, and then the other Jordan was like, oh, really? I got an empty PS4 playthrough right here, bro. That needs some stuff, dude. So, oh, so I, with the assist of a friend, I dropped all my Lord runes, downloaded my cloud save, dropped them again, downloaded, dropped them again, downloaded, dropped them again, to the point where I had 36 Lord runes. I had, like, 36 hero runes. Like, I, I had a bunch of them, whatever. I think each one pops like 50k or something like that and uh after i got him 
to my PS4 gameplay by dropping them to my friend, starting my PS4 playthrough, and getting them to drop it back. Boom, your boy was sitting there pretty with 36 Lord runes. And after it was all said and done, I had 4 million runes uh, in an instant. And the joys of that are endless. Of course, you can just like max out your character from the start. And I know you're thinking, but what's the fun in that? I love the game. I love the gameplay. I still play it. You know what I'm saying? I Even even after this playthrough, I'll probably still play it, play some PvP or something. There's nothing wrong with that. So I, I feel like it, since I played the first playthrough pure, you know, didn't look up anything, didn't do anything like that. So the second playthrough is going to be like, give me that plat. Quit messing around with me. I already got it once. I can get it twice. Am I going to waste my time on it? No. But I'm going to kill this time with it. You know what I'm saying? Trying to run through this real quick. So uh, already I have completed Leonine. I've completed Godric. I've completed Margit. I've completed uh, Renala. Or, uh, yeah, Renala. And then I completed the old boy before her, which is the... Uh, what is it? The the wolf of Radagon or something like that? The red wolf thing? It was cool. We literally ran through it. Even uh, Renala, like with three leveled up characters, we just fucking bricked her down. And she got killed super quick. Uh, she didn't really get to summon anything in her second phase, and it was lovely. It was glorious. Uh, so, the joy is I'm getting these trophies popped. I have a hit list because most of the trophy list is a list of bosses you have to kill. And I am prepared. I am prepared to uh, kill every single one of them. And uh, might even copy more runes over just to get a bigger leg up on it, dude. I want it to where you're like, I have so much strength, so much endurance, and so much health that I'm just like, doosh, 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 doosh. You know what I'm saying? Just running through them. I know it's super cheesy, but I want the platinum. And of course, not many people can say they got both platinums. And even if I'm cheesing the second one, you can't tell me otherwise, all right? I'm going to do it no matter what, and that's the end of that. Um, back to what I was talking about on the last episode. I was mentioning Tiny Teens Wonderlands looks like a fun time, and I'm actually really interested in it. I'm very curious to see if it's going to be worth our time. Um, you know, I'm, I'm curious to see if it's going to be fun. I hope there is some reviews that come out soon. I think they are... I think the embargo does lift on Wednesday, I heard, so... Hopefully we'll hear more about that. I'm not going to kill you guys uh, with it today, but check out the last episode. We talked about the classes and it was fun. I, I, I like looking at that kind of stuff because I'm just like, oh, it gets me, uh, it, it, sa- it satiates and uh, represses my FOMO and that is strong with this game and I don't know why because I wasn't excited for it before. Now I'm excited for it. Uh, don't know why. Uh, so that's that. That's all I've, all I've been doing. I've been watching a bunch of crime docs on YouTube. If you want to know what I've been watching, I don't know why. I just think it's interesting, and there's a lot of content on there. So I was, like, getting down that rabbit hole. Um, I watched some H3. Of course, they've been doing their thing. And then that's all I've been doing. That's all I've been doing in the past 24 hours. You know me. You know me. Got a lot. Elden Ring gameplay, and of course. Um, so, yeah, there is a weird thing I want to talk about before we jump into the three news stories I want to cover today. And one is which, one of, one is which, hmm, one of which is that Gran Turismo is currently getting review bombed due to uh, apparently a change in an update recently that made it to where you get less money 
for your your races. They basically made it harder to earn in-game money, which is obviously never going to go over well with the fans. I mean, I don't know why they would ever do that. Uh, but it is getting review bombed to hell right now. And it is currently sitting at a 1.9 user score. Freaking insane. Uh, let's read one by Steel Jug on March 18th, 2022. And it's funny. All the negative reviews came around March 18th, which is interesting because I think that's when the update rolled out. If you look at anywhere before that, it's all positive. It's like mostly positive. All the critics, I mean, it has 104 positive reviews for critics. This was a very highly rated game sitting at an 87. Now it's getting review bombed to shit. And let's read Steel Jug's review on Metacritic. Uh, he should explain, hopefully. Uh, yeah, it looks like he, he goes into pretty good depth on it. All right, so let's jump right in. I love this game. I really do. I love the whole series. In fact, that said, I really can't stand by what Sony and Polyphony Digital are doing with this game and the regressive changes made to progression since GT Sport. In this game, your progress is no longer tied to your accomplishments, but rather the size of your car collection. This in, this in and of itself is not that big of a deal, but there's a catch. Oh, you want to add a rare or legendary card to your collection? Be prepared to shell out millions of credits, and the average race payout in the tens of the the average rate uh, and <laughs> the average race payout is in the tens of thousands. This means you have to grind for countless hours just to get a car in each category, let alone complete that set. Uh, this actively punishes player creativity and forces them to either stay bored grinding the same five races over and over and or open their wallets and buy credit packs on the PS Store. It's obvious that they're preying on people who love this series and cars in general. One car can cost over $20 if, you're, if you get tired of doing the same shit constantly. Uh, another one. Let's go to another negative review. from the. Uh, this is by Jory. Jory? He gave it a 0 out of 10. That last review was a 1 out of 10. This one said, From the cat and mouse rolling starts on every single race to rigged roulette tickets to the cars that cost more than the price of the game that you already already paid full price for and require insane amounts of time to grind for, which they've just made even harder. See, that refers to the update they did. Uh, this game is a soulless cash grab. Uh, the always online requirement is just the cherry on top. Uh, so it seems like even though it is getting review bombed, which I never support, I never uh, endorse review bombing. It seems like most of the reasons that they're re review bombing this game for are actually kind of valid. They're not the two or the three I just read have weren't like some heinous, crazy, uh, off the wall remarks. Just like, oh, Xbox is better. Uh, well, fuck this game. You know, nothing like that. It's more like, hey, I love this game, and it's trying to fuck me over at every chance it gets. And I think that the update they did, I want to clarify that because if we are covering that, I'd like to clarify it. Um, because it was pretty egregious, if I remember correctly. Uh, fundamentally broken Gran Turismo 7 pu uh, update pushes microtransactions, draws backlash. This is by Andrew Beckford on The Drive. Uh, the 1.07 update went live on March 16th. There you go. But the patch had an error that forced developer Polyphony Digital to shut down the game service for approximately 30 hours before GT7 was completely accessible again. As you may guess, players were not happy. However, 30 hours of downtime <clears throat> 30 hours of downtime may seem like nothing compared to players in Russia who don't have the game at all yet. The problem with the GT7 single-player career mode requires a constant online connection. So if your user's internet is down, or in this case, the GT7 servers are down, players can only access a limited selection of the brand new games 
features that many of them paid at least $60 for. People were understandably mad. Uh, let, let me see if they have... Uh, oh, here it goes. Uh, he goes on. But to, make some, but to make matters worse, the 1.07 update drastically reduced the payouts for some events, making it harder to earn in-game credits and thus encouraging players to spend real money or in-game currency. Uh, the resulting backlash against the microtransactions was swift and predictable. Um, and leaving this article back to Metacritic, it currently sits with 452 positive reviews, 110 mixed reviews, and 3,723 negative reviews. It seems like this is not taken lightly. This is a huge issue. And uh, obviously, I mean, like, just inherently, inherently, it's not going to be a good thing if you're making it more difficult and more uh, predatory on your user experience with making the payout less. That's never a good idea. I think, obviously, there are other ways maybe around it, but the fact that they just blatantly made it harder for you to earn credits, while I agree, even me, after having, like, seven hours in the game, I only have, like, three or four cars, I'm like... Uh, and none of them are purchased. These are all like free ones and they're just like slow fiats and shit. Like none of them are like a Ferrari or a Lambo and stuff. Um, I, I looked at my dad's game and he had, he had a Ferrari, uh, Italia, uh, but he also had like 2 million credits and I was like, oh, okay, how'd you get that? And he was like, uh, I don't know. And I was like, you bought that. Come on now. And he admitted to buying it. And, uh, I think that's what they kind of prey on. They want people to buy these credits. And obviously with any microtransaction issue that kind of comes up these days, there is that, idea of like predatory developers and 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 uh companies trying to trying to just prey on these people who easily pay for these things and i think it's kind of a product of certain games being successful with that like fortnite or uh fortnite or like warzone or you know the modern uh model of free-to-play slash battle royales like it's, it's just the meta now in terms of microtransactions it, it turns into a thing where everything that you want to get is like 20 20 and as that guy in the review was saying one car can cost 20 dollars in this game which is insane um it's fucking insane the fact that also not only is this so egregious and it's in a world that i always say where forza horizon 5 works Day one with over 500 cars, like multiple, way over 500 cars. And it's, and it works and it's honestly more fun and it's an open world and you have so many types of races and you can customize just as much as Gran Turismo 7. You can have that circuit race. They have circuit races all over that game. You can uh, drive faster in that game. It's, it's overall a better experience in Forza Horizon 5. And for this to not provide that, and I know it is a, car simulator racing simulator i get that they missed the mark 100 percent. if they wanted to compete at all with the likes of forza they're gonna have to kind of provide something that is equally fun or you know uh equally as what do you call it rewarding at least i mean as i said the experience of gran turismo it can be kind of slow it can be kind of sluggish but it is fun it is interesting and it is great to kind of like work through a circuit race Nice, slow, and methodically, and kind of take your time. Uh, as you get faster cars, obviously, it, the gameplay sw- uh, switches up a bit. But they go for this like museum-like experience that it, you are playing an expensive title. And on one hand, you go, okay, yeah, the quality's there. I, I see like how much detail they put into the landscapes and the gameplay, and they went really in-depth in that bullshit-ass state of play they did where they're like, 
where they're like, oh, yeah, uh, depending on how the air is in the sky, it'll affect how your tires grip the road. I'm like, all right. Uh, instead of spending your time on that, maybe add more fun to the game or more liveliness. It feels like you were just in a school or a museum the entire time. And like I said, I do enjoy the game. I think it is fun. I think it does cover a lot of the basics of just a racing sim. I think it, I think it does everything you want in terms of that, which is fine. My issue stands where like the least you could do is not make it a microtransaction fest. Like if there was ever a game to do it on, I don't know why Gran Turismo is the, is the, the pony for that. Like the game is awesome. It, it works great. It plays great. Why? Like <laughs> if anything, it needs more and you're taking away so much from the players. Uh, which obviously it is predatory. I mean, you can't, you can't knock it. You can't take it away. It is 100% predatory. Uh, and it's not a good thing. So like I said, on one hand, yes, user reviews, it's not the best to review bomb something. Uh, but it is good to get your point across somehow. And I think that in this situation, they probably did, uh, because there are articles right written about it now out there talking about how there are people review bombing the game, how this update is not being taken well and how they just keep stacking stacking more and more controversy on top of Gran Turismo 7, which is insane because, like, out of all the AAA experiences we get from Sony, this is probably... I mean, obviously, it's still great. It's not terrible, but it is one of the lower rated to, like, in the sense that it's lower than the typical AAA Sony game. It's at an 87, but I think most of them are, like, 90s or high 80s. Um, higher 80s, rather, because it's 87s high. Um, but... On that leg, you, you kind of have like, all right, well, it provides such a great driving experience. I think it needs to be that. <laughs> it needs to be something where you are progressively unlocking cars. You are earning money at a steady rate. And the fact that it's not that right now does make me want to not play it. And that is its own fault. That is the developer's fault. It is well, Whoever's telling them to do this kind of stuff, is it's just stupid. It's idiotic. And hopefully they come around. Uh, you know, they could easily just say, fuck it, Gran Turismo 7, that's how it's going to be. But I hope not. I, I would I would assume that Sony wouldn't let Gran Turismo kind of die like that because it has such a high rating um, compared to, like, other, you know, modern games. For it to get review bombed over that, it, over something so petty that they can just fix. And I know it's, like, a money-hungry hungry thing. I don't think Sony's in, like, much need of money. Like they, you know, people buy whatever they put out. It's just like, what do you want? <laughs> like, what, why, why is it like, again, why is it Gran Turismo of all games? Like, uh, may like, and this is gross to even talk about, but if there were things like that for horizon or something more popular or more mainline, or like if there was more shit in miles Morales or, uh, even like nonsensical costumes that you have to pay for in Spider-Man at all, I'd probably pay for that before I'd buy a currency for this game. And there's nothing against this game. It's just, it's a slow car simulator game. And I'm not, I'd, I'd like to experience more cars because it is a car fucking simulator. But what else do you want? You know, uh, let's cover these other uh, stories and we will continue. But yeah, it is, it's upsetting. Uh, PlayStation acquires Haven Studios, uh, becomes the 18th studio to join the PlayStation Studios family. It's by Adam Bankers on IGN. Uh, this is, yeah, Jade Raymond, Jay Raymond basically helped create Assassin's Creed, helped create Watch Dogs, and she has started her own 
uh, or is part of this new company that Sony has just acquired called Haven, uh, Haven Entertainment Studios. And I don't think they have a game yet, but this is an interesting idea to kind of just bank on this new company, bank on this new, um, this new project. And I think, I think honestly, it's probably leaning more on Jade's shoulders than it is the company's shoulders because Jade is, is more renowned. Uh, and this is just all like a new project, but at the same time, what does Sony really want out of this? It seems like they call it an indie studio in certain uh, press releases. So I'm curious to see if this is going to be a a indie studio in the sense that they make smaller projects or they will make AAA projects for Sony. Uh, that has yet to be seen, but it is interesting. Congrats to Jade Raymond for being part of a bigger company now. Uh, something something uh, something way bigger. Uh, because she founded Haven Studios. So, yeah, that's awesome. I just thought it was cool to cover that because Jade Raymond is a industry, what do you call it, beacon, I guess. So they, she has experience. She is a uh, creator of things we love. And, I mean, what more do you want there? And uh, <laughs> before we get to the Tokyo Go- or Ghostwire Tokyo reviews, let's talk about Elden Ring and why George R. R. Martin says he hid his initials in the game. Uh, apparently he denied it, according to Ryan Dinsdale on the on IGN. Uh, so never mind, I guess this is a non-story. There was a, uh, there was a story that came out that said he hid his name, G, uh, G-R-R-M, and that's what the most of the bosses in the game start with. And while it is kind of weird that uh, there are a lot of bosses in the game that kind of start with those letters... I was actually thinking that too. I was like, why is there so many R bosses and G bosses and M bosses? But who cares? Who who really cares? George R. R. Martin denied it, so it's not true. Anyways, uh, people were basically saying his initials are in the game to cement that, but whatever. Moving on to another game that came out recently, and it's Ghostwire Tokyo, a much-awaited exclusive for Sony. This one reviewed pretty well, surprisingly. I actually thought it was going to do worse, but... It's a solid 7. It looks like it's sitting at a 75 on Ghostwire Tokyo or on Ghostwire Tokyo on, on Metacritic. And uh, that's pretty cool. Let's read some of the reviews. Let's read a positive little stint and a negative little stir. Um IGN says, okay. Damn, they got, they got Metacritic on deck like that. Um, with superb visual design and incredibly well-realized rendition of Tokyo, Ghostwire, get, Ghostwalker? Hmm. Ghostwire gets a lot, of, a lot of right, but just... Oh my God, I can't talk. <laughs> what the fuck am I saying? Okay. With superb visual design and incredibly well-designed rendition of Tokyo, Ghostwire gets a lot right, but it doesn't quite have the gameplay chops to push it over the top. Uh, let's see. Metro Game Central. Never heard of it. Uh, rarely has such a big budget game been based on such a thin gameplay premise. With this baffling dull first-person action adventure that, that begins to run out of steam by the end of the tutorial level... God damn. Uh, let's go to let's go to somebody who loved it. Um, really, everything about Ghostwire Tokyo is amazing, and it makes me glad I own a PS5. There aren't many games just just there aren't many games justifying going out and buying a system for, but you can make a pretty convincing argument that this is one of them. So it seems like it's mostly mixed. It looks like the overall is a fifty-eight positive, thirty-three mixed, and a one negative. So. Eh, it wasn't enough for me to be that interested in the game. 
personally. I, I thought it looked good for a while until I saw like the official gameplay come out and it just looked a little stiff. You know, it looked like one of those games that just isn't really fully fleshed out and not really fully realized. And it seems like I was right about that. seems like that a lot of people were kind of like, it's good, but it has some things missing. There's something wrong about it. There's something stale about it. And I don't think that that is going to get me to check this out so far. I might check it on sale one day. I'll probably definitely check it on sale one day. Um, but currently it seems like this game is a solid seven. Like I said, it's, it's just like a, a mid experience. You might love it. You might hate it. Who am I to say? And with that, that is the final story of the day. Uh, I appreciate you guys being here and checking this out. Also moon Knight comes out next week. That's pretty interesting. And, uh, what else? Tiny Phoenix com- comes out this weekend. Uh, Kirby comes out this weekend and something else, something else. Um, Tunic is out right now on Xbox and PC. If you're interested in that, it's a pretty good, pretty good game. If you're into Zelda or souls, uh, pretty awesome. And other than that, that is all we have for today. I appreciate you guys listening. Uh, any new listeners, thank you guys for checking me out. Any old listeners, thank you guys for sticking around this long. And, uh, Hey man, Let's keep this train going. I hope you guys have a great Tuesday. I'll be back Wednesday for some more video game content, and I will see you then. Bye.